Originally set to be a ten-episode miniseries, the Wallrats sequel has seen a number of stops and starts. As Kevin Smith, Silent Bob himself, puts it, My system is all screwed. Clerks is at Miramax, Mallrats is at Universal, Chasing Amy is at Miramax, Dogma is personally owned by Bob and Harvey Weinstein, not the Weinstein Company, just themselves. He went on to say, Because Universal did Jane Silent Bob's reboot, they were like, what do you want to do next? Because they had a great time, and I was like, well, we wanted to make Mallrats 2 a couple years ago, and you guys said no, but we have this mall, we have this whole crew, and they were like, all right, write a two-pager up. So he ended up finishing the script in quarantine, announcing that Renee, William, Gwen, Brandy, T.S., Trish, Mr. Svenning, and LaFours, as well as the classics Jane Silent Bob, would all return, and three weeks ago, he even announced online that he wanted the fans to pick between two titles. His title that he was playing around with for a while, Twilight of the Mallrats, or Mallrats 2, T-O-O. Well, if you're listening to this uh, around when it comes out, you should hop online and chime in. You might be able to help name Mallrats 2. Wow. <laughs> Without any further ado, let's just hop into the main event, baby. We're talking mall rats. Arr, arr, arr. Hey, call, hey, me, call me, me, Mr. Mr. Of the Mr. Franchise Podcast. I am your main man, Christopher Johnson, aka Mr. Franchise. If this is weirdly your first time joining us, get back there and listen to Clerks because it's a heck of a lot better of a movie than Mall Rats, folks. But if this is your first time joining us, this is the show where each week I invite out fellow film lovers to discuss, rate, and review all your favorite films, series, sequels, remakes, reboots, and all that jazz. Before I bust into the app, I'll remind you to stick around to the end to hear what we'll be chatting about next week, and I'll break you off with a little recommendation in that outro as well. And, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, follow on all your podcast apps at Choice, on Instagram at ShoreLoser, and on Twitter at MrFranchisePod. Help spread the word, so thank you for taking the time. Without any further ado, I'll give you more rats. I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. You know what I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Oh, she calls you callow in here. You say that like it's bad. Well, it means frightened and weak will. That was the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. This is Brody's private hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? 
And these are his friends. Hell, most of the time I'm just talking out of my ass or sticking my hand in it. Oh, with that, you know, it's time to talk, mall rats. It's a year later. It's not a year wiser. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, um, what's that, what's that, uh, Price is Right song, When uh, You Fail? Boom, 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 boom. Uh, oh, oh, you're good. <laughs> this is, like, so very much what I worried my experience with Clerks 1 would be, revisiting it, in that I was like, maybe I loved this so much when I was, like, 14 or 15, yeah. and it kind of belongs in that headspace. It belongs in the headspace where you just want to rub your wiener on everything. Mm -hmm. And play Nintendo. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like a... It is a movie that has, once again, two main characters that are just, like, not very likable. You have T.S., who is... G- Jeremy or Jason London? <laughs> like Steve London. One of those fucking London brothers. Yeah. Not the brother from Dazed and Confused. No, no, no. This one can't play football. <laughs> can't, can't play parts in a movie either. Yeah. It's funny. I just... I I looked... I, I saw them both as the same person. I just thought oh, he was just... I assume so as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently the other bro is a much better actor. But, yeah. Uh, neither of them really made it past the 90s, though, did they? Mm-mm. No, 90s no. were. They could only exist then because yeah. their hair was perfectly yeah. parted down the middle. It's like they didn't even get as far as the O'Connell brothers. <laughs> and the introduction of Earl. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Jason Lee in one of his very first roles. Yeah. Coming out of pro skating and, like, in the auditions, he was, like, giving them, like, his skate shoe, like, trying to buddy up to them. Like, nice. really trying to butter them up. And I, <laughs> he was like, I think it worked. And yeah. Kevin Smith was like, I think I'd want to hang out with that dude over anyone else. So, like, let's hire that dude. Yeah, and I thought he delivered the lines all really well. Sort of in Randall fashion, yeah. but, like, a very, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Bah, 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 yeah. Bah. It, it's like, uh, yeah, it is, like, Randall that you like a little bit more. A little bit. Maybe, I don't know, because it was like a less harsh Randall. Mm-hmm. Less harsh, but still, like, just slimy. Yeah, he's just a bit of a shithead. But I like that, like, his girlfriend is just cutting him down every time she sees him. She's like, oh, I used to have to put up with your fucking shit, but not anymore. Grabs him by the ear. So I feel like the lady characters are stronger in this movie. Unfortunately, they're just not our leads. <laughs> yeah, they're they're bit parts that kind of keep things going, and mm-hmm. I wasn't very comfortable with the elevator scene. Mm-hmm. I I didn't you know the elevator scene. Yeah, where they have sex in the elevator. And, yeah, where it's just like, um, like Jason Lee's like Brody. Mm-hmm. Brody forces himself on this woman, yeah. and she's just like into it, and then like too little, too late. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I get what they were going for, but it doesn't necessarily play. Yeah. Because it's... Yeah. Because it just doesn't make anyone look good. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's very... It's that like, That is very heavy-handed from the male's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the female's perspective wasn't taken into account. Yeah. Where it's, it's just like, like, oh, people have probably gone through th- similar things like this. And it's traumatizing. And it will change your life. 
Mm-hmm. And like this was seen as like, <laughs> get one last. Yeah. Nothing beats breakup sex. Yeah, exactly. And even like she, like afterwards, it's not like, I'm not trying to say like this was played to be like in a sexual assault scene, but once they finished having sex, she was like, yeah, sorry, like it was just too little. And he's like, you're talking about my dick. She's like, no, you fucking moron. Like, yeah. this means too little. And so and just like yeah. throughout the movie, there were just moments like that where it's like, ah, yeah. dude. Whereas like in the first... I don't want you to do well. Yeah, in Clerks, it's like you could see the like authorship behind the things they were saying and yeah. see that like someone clearly feels this way about this, even though this is what we're hearing. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, a lot of the time it's like, you're saying the dumb thing that a 14-year-old boy would say, and that's all that's behind this. There's not a lot more. Yeah. Uh, like, the opening Walter story is a prime example of, like, cats and asses. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, Walter. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's... that's it was, that... And we're seeing stores titles like Rug Munchers. <laughs> yeah, this was... Like, yeah, this was it, just like a... It's like, this is for a 14-year-old boy. And that's yeah. why I fucking loved it at that age. Loved it at 15 when I rented Mallrats. And I know a lot of people who haven't revisited Kevin Smith since that like time in their life, basically, who yeah. were like, oh yeah, Mallrats was always my favorite. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. Are you sure? And I was, I was the crazy yeah. person that thought that Mallrats would hold up a lot. Well, not, not that I thought that it would hold up, but I remember it fondly. Mm-hmm. And now going back, yeah. it's like, Oh, this is, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is not good. Yeah, whereas in my mind, I had it inverse, where it's like, oh man, like Clerks is going to be his first movie, it'll be a little rougher around the edges. Yeah. Where I was like, it was more refined from a story, directing point, everything than this. Yeah, because it didn't try for too much. This was just like, <laughs> okay, so we were successful with that, let's try to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it was just like a company reaching out and being like, take way too much money to do whatever you want. And Kevin Smith was like, well, I made this, like, really endearing small indie comedy. Now I'm going to try and make my Porky's or, like, his teen comedy, his American Pie. And it was yeah. like... It's you went just, straight to Porky's. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even, I've never even seen Porky's, but that's, like, my cornerstone of, like, bad, shitty sex movies for teenage boys. But that's, like... Yeah, it's, like, I feel like he was aiming there, and it's, like... I'm not here to say he didn't achieve that because knowing, like, my past with this movie, I fucking loved it when I was that age. But it's like, I think all of his other movies have so much more to dig into on yeah. revisiting. But, like, we were probably much more the the teenage male who felt scorned from women, you know? Yeah. and Just, like, like, who were hard done by. And it's and like being a nerdy boy. I'm, I assume you were as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Mr. Franchise, that is correct. Yeah, it's like me and my brother were playing video games, reading comics, and I was watching way too many fucking movies. Yeah, so this kind of creates this, not necessarily victim, but just like it vilifies women. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're led to believe the whole time that these guys... Or, or they're almost portraying them in a way like, oh, they're just misunderstood. But no, these guys, these guys are just like, they're they're bad dudes who don't understand women, mm-hmm. and it's not, and that's that's or just don't understand their actions at all. Yeah. And that's not really a good thing to like cling on to as a kid. Mm-hmm. We thought this was hilarious, so we probably learned things from this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh. Yeah. Whereas, like, most of the other Kevin Smith movies can have these, like, male characters in Arrested Development, but it's, like, you often, like, 
have a better depiction of that and enlightenment of them or like them realizing, oh, I'm a fucking moron. Whereas like yeah. this movie, I feel like a lot of times Jason Lee just gets away with a wink and a smile. Yeah, and it's like, he literally did. Yeah. In the, in, so this this movie leads up to the uh, T.S.'s girlfriend's dad is running a talk show. I, the dating game. The dating game. The most, like, I was like, how could you make a less compelling climax to a movie? I don't think you could. Well, yeah, and I mean, they made it worse. Who's the the actor that played the the dad? Yeah, and it's like, he's a good actor, but it was was like, like, either like, because he was so often with T.S., and it's like they either needed a better T.S. or just a dad who was different. Because yeah. I know Michael Rooker's great. I love him he as just, the blue. He, he, but he over yeah. he overacted yeah. like crickets. He's you know, the the vomit part. Yeah. And, and it was like we first see him doing like kung fu in his place, and I feel like Kevin Smith was like, "We're gonna do the funniest dad." Blah, blah, yeah, blah. this dad. But he did. I just honestly, I thought he was a little creepy. And it's like I know he's great because I love him in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's yep. like Yondu the Mohawk man, and like. He's in a, yeah, whistling with his arrow. Yeah. How, how's how's yeah. that for audio yeah. for your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yondu's in the room. <laughs> oh. Well, watch out, Chris. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the credits, which I thought the credits were one of the strongest things, them all in comic books, but Ben Affleck is Buttman. Buttman. <laughs> Kevin Smith can see the future. See oh, Calls him out as Batman two decades early. <laughs> Ben Affleck's character was a big piece of shit. Yeah. Among pieces of shit. And so that that leads me to believe, once again, that the lesser pieces of shit are made to are supposed to be the good guys. Mm-hmm. But he's just worse than them. Yeah, like, it's not like they're like genuinely great dudes. Although like yeah, I feel like just the clerks does a better job of like depicting the like I'm wrong, but like you can see how I got to this place yeah. as an audience. Yeah, but Mallrats. Oh, yeah, it's just like oh, I, these yeah, guys. these guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Jay and Silent Bob are great. They but were like, so good in this movie because you start to like, see the side of Jay that's just like the lovable, the lovable. <laughs> yeah, that dirty little scamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like. T.S. and Julie's breakup, I didn't buy that at all. I was like, on what planet does your girlfriend actually get mad at you for someone swimming themselves to death and having an aneurysm? Which, like, I liked sort of the callback to that. That's kind of your fault. Yeah, but it's like, whoa, whoa, don't fucking put that on him. Yeah. And then, like, get mad when he gets mad about that. I'd be like, don't fucking blame this death on me. T.S. stands for too soon. Yeah. (laughs) Shouldn't have made that fat joke about this girl. You had no idea had crazy mental problems. Yeah. (laughs) That would have, that had a brain aneurysm, which is just like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Ah, that's a bummer. Yeah, exactly. It's just, um, Clerks was so good. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, but I did like seeing the other, like, side of some of these stories. Yeah. Get to see the other. You start to see the universe start to build itself out, mm-hmm. um, and that is the best thing to come out of this movie. I think is like yeah. the expanding universe. You had a um, Brian O'Halloran. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back as, uh, as is Gil Hicks, I Gil, Gil Hicks, yeah. yeah. And like even uh, Brody is wearing a Dante shirt. Like oh, that's nice. yeah, that black and white screen print shirt. That's yeah. just like a weird morphed Dante. <laughs> just like such a weird shout out <laughs> yeah. to your own movie. <laughs> even though this is supposed to be before that too. Like yeah. This is a day before. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. Yeah, Dante grew his hair up pretty quick. Yeah, or well, his cousin, <laughs> his cousin Gil, mm-hmm. looking great, Gil. What 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 are some? Mm-hmm. There's got to be some good things in this movie. Uh, we'll get to a few, but um, yeah, he like goes over to Jason Lee's house, which I didn't realize for so fucking long because they did not make this clear at all in their directing. He lives next door to T.S.'s girlfriend. What? He's his, he's like Michael Rooker's neighbor, which yeah, like that's... later when the chocolate-covered pretzel thing is happening, he's like being friendly with Brody, and that's why. But it yeah. was like, I heard like one line where like Michael Rooker's like, oh, hi, neighbor. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck I, you, I, I need to do some reading here for a minute. The chocolate-covered pretzels. I was... <sighs> So uncomfortable. Just if you just isolate the way that Michael Rooker was eating those chocolate covered pretzels, oh. why was he? Is disgusting. Yeah, why was he just like fully erect eating these chocolate yeah. covered pretzels? He was having like nasty oh. groans. He's just he, like, there's just a brown streak down his palm, and he's like, yeah he's like giggling and snorting and it's like fuck dude these like, pretzels are making me horny am i right it's like hey, i am enjoy I right, seinfeld fans i enjoy food but there's nothing more disgusting to me than someone who's enjoying a meal too much yeah like when someone's like mm, i'm eating this it's like okay i've lost my appetite forever okay, well <laughs> hey have a good one there pal <laughs> yuck yeah <laughs> Tap or cool. Yeah, zero stars on that time. <laughs> kind of behavior. I'll tell yeah. You that. <laughs> but, uh, fun, fun fact. I hate that. <laughs> fun fact. You disgust me. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jason Lee gets woken up by his girlfriend knocking on his head. Yeah. She's like, "Hey, you're a fucking idiot. You keep playing video games and you make me sneak in through your window embarrassingly." Which I did like her giving him a serious speech while doing something so demeaning as like pushing this dresser over the wall to climb out through this impossibly tiny window. Yeah. Which like that did work for me and I liked that she was like fuck you. I don't yeah. have to put up with this. But No, I think Brody we can safely say would not perform fellatio. Mm-hmm. He would, he's Brody, what if I call him DJ Brody. Yeah, he's a Khaled, for he's sure. He's a Khaled, for sure. Whereas I feel like, I mean, you know Jay is a bit of a freak. You know, Jay's a killer, Mike. Jay, for sure. Oh, he oh. probably talks about it. Oh, he, well, Jay and Silent Bob. Jay's probably jumping to trying to eat your booty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would pick Jay as, yeah, he's just, he's just a lover, not a fighter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he's a groovy cat, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, good for you, Jay. That's him with Kevin Smith, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. A passionate, <laughs> large, voluptuous man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he gets broken up with, then T.S. shows up, then they're like, oh, I guess we're both single. Yeah, and where's the one place to go, Chris? The mall. Oh, the mall. <laughs> Woo! 
<laughs> I did like his idea to propose on the Jaws ride at Universal. Yeah. It's a and good... another thing that gets brought up constantly. Yeah, that's their big callback. Yeah. And, like, because it's a Universal movie, they can actually use it in the movie. Yeah. So they do. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They certainly, yeah. yeah. Not to great effect. <laughs> but I, I did like the TS line where he was like, I've got a great idea of what we should do. And he's like, commit ritual suicide. And he's like, go to the mall. I prefer ritual suicide. Oh, <laughs> oh, got him. Yeah. Zing. Yeah. Shots fired, malls. <laughs> I feel like you said not to great effect. That can be used a lot when describing. <laughs> yeah, because this movie is like swinging hard for the fences and it thinks it's being smart, whereas like Clerks was like, we're going to aim low and like we think we're Clerks was humble. Yeah. And, and this was just like cocky. Yeah. This was and it big, was like big dick swinging. We think we're so much smarter than we are actually being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boner jokes. Very yeah. smart. Get a quick introduction of Affleck bumping into Jason Lee right before we get the like you have to face forward or you face the possibility of shock and damage <laughs> walks into that bar. It's like <laughs> That's one of the few gags that works well for me. Nice. Like, that's just a classic pratfall. Can't beat it. <laughs> um, so Ethan Suplee gets introduced. My name is Earl Brother, the fat dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's playing Snowball. That was supposed to be Snowball from Clerks. Oh, yeah, that would but, make sense. But he, like, like there's a couple actors. Scott Mosher had to audition to play his part again, lost it to that dude, and they were like, Oh, this dude's way better than you. Yeah. And like Jay had to audition against uh, Seth Green and Brecken Meyer, John from the Garfield movies. Gross. And to play Jay, yeah. which is himself. Play himself. I hate and, that. And he eventually beat them out in auditions, but Seth Green was still like on call to the point where it was like at any point during the shoot they could call Seth Green and within twenty four hours he was contractually obligated to be there. Wow. So, like, I'm pretty sure he probably got a chunk of change for I would, this. I would say so. They had the money. Yeah, but it was like, that's so weird. And it's like, no one else should be Jay. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever should say snoochie boochies with that man. No. Can you imagine <laughs> Seth Green? Ugh. Uh, yeah, no. Gross. Scott Evil? No. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh. He's the... Seth Green. He's... Just get no, out of here, no. Seth. The Diet Coke of Jays. <laughs> One calorie. Not even enough. <laughs> <laughs> call back to our old friend, Dr. Evil. <laughs> but, uh, it's always good to call back to our old friend, mm-hmm. Dr. Evil. <laughs> He's a hot boy. <laughs> Egg-shaped head. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, there were so many beginner moments where like characters were saying shit to other characters that it's like, you guys are best friends. Why are you just finding out what your best friend's girlfriend... Like, you just found out your best friend's girlfriend's dad runs a fucking TV show? And your girlfriend's dad runs a TV show on... Uh, uh, like, and, and they're putting on a special episode in a mall that your girlfriend's on. And you didn't know it was in the mall that you're going to? A special episode in a mall, too. When has a TV show ever been filmed in a mall? In the fucking 90s. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Video I'll arcade top here. 10 probably did that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's like, still, it was like... Can we talk about Video Arcade Top 10 instead? Better music than this movie for fucking... Sure. Oh, yeah, of course. 
sweet, chubby Canadian <laughs> white man who hosted that. Yeah, it seemed like any male server that worked at Ricky's. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> he is probably working at a Ricky's right now. Oh, all day grill, baby. But he's like... So yeah. it's like, what was that? No, nothing. Would you like some fries with that? <laughs> the special is breadsticks. <laughs> but yeah, fucking the intro to Jay and Silent Bob... Beautiful. Yeah. Just playing with the kitties in the pet store. Yeah. Banging on that glass. God. What a... Mm -hmm. They're just... They're so far and away the best part of this movie. Yeah. That we should just isolate them. Yeah, like Bob's working on his Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Shout out to Star Wars. And then they... Jay's ridiculing him for it. And they're like, oh, you guys should fuck up the game show because... We're mad at this guy's ex-girlfriend's dad, so they're like, we got nothing better to do. We were going to fuck that up just for fun. Yeah. So then we hear about, talk about the security guard, LaForce, heard he even has two kills. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that is a direct shout out to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, because there's uh, a guy who never appears on screen other than you see him in the distance with his like white straw hat and he's the guy who's like hunting them for the whole movie oh yeah so it's like a classic film shout out that is so wasted on this fucking movie no kidding yeah because it's like that's one of the great movie villains who you never ever have even seen and it's like oh we're gonna ape that but do a shittier job LaFour he looks like Tim Curry yeah I think it kind of I didn't even IMDB this but I thought it was the dude who's in a bunch of Arnold movies who's like He's like a big Russian dude. He's in like Running Man and he's like the security guard there that's like, you can go through because I hate my boss. And he's like, oh, oh, we're both ripped. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was him, but I couldn't be positive. It <laughs> was very good uh, Arnold impression. <laughs> yeah, I do my Arnold too often. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just writing a big check mark on your list here. Got the pump in the up. <laughs> yep, yep. Do we, we do our, it now? <laughs> we got our, oh yeah, we got our Arnold. Oh. Arnold, nice of you to join us today. I, I, I want you to take us through what you thought of uh, the uh, lead up to the dating show. Ooh, I mean, I loved it when they said, I loved it when the man was talking to the boy, the little boy, and he says, you dumb bastard, that's not a schooner, that's a boat. It's not, it's not the schooner. Yeah, it's not the schooner. <laughs> Accidental. <laughs> yeah, that kind of moment's why I do this fucking show. <laughs> Hashtag it's not a scooter. Not a scooter. <laughs> I, I did legitimately like that moment in this movie where yeah. the kid's like, it's a schooner. Ha ha, you dumb bastard. <laughs> it's a sailboat. <laughs> that is a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, that character was falling flat for me other than that. like, it's just It, it took too long. Mm-hmm. It was a running gag that was like there was not we, we enough gag this guy's in the an run. Idiot. He's never going to like that's not how it works. Mm. He's not going to eventually find it. Yeah, too much running, not enough gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have their super sperm discussion, which is a great little convo, but totally ripped off an 
essay called uh, Man of Steel, Woman of... Oh, man, it's like woman of paper, like woman of plastic or something like that, basically. Lois is super fragile, so, like, this dude wrote a famous essay being like, there's no way they could have sex with babies. Okay. So. So Just like. Blow through like a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, and then Brody, like, runs over to his ex. He's trying to make time with her. She's like, fuck you. I don't have time for your bullshit. I'm going to go hit on the dude from the men's store. Um, so Jay and Bob try and do their first sabotage attempt, but some kid is like, oh, you guys told me to fuck off, so I'm going to roll a little uh, cart in front of you. I didn't necessarily love all these scenes, but I did like the uh, Silent Bob busting through the change room doors. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was fu- Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and the fact that Joey's reactions were just so good. She was yeah. classic. And they were dating at the time when they were filming this. So Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith was dating her. Oh, really? Yeah, and then he wrote Chasing Amy the part for her. Okay. So, yeah, that was the little... Well, behind the scenes. A little fun fact yeah. before the fun fact yeah. section. And Kevin Smith's wife and the uh, daughter is, or the mother of his daughter is also the, like, female lead that, like, um, Dante is hooking up with in Clerks 2. Ah. The non-Rosario Dawson. Oh, ex. I was going to say, I wasn't aware that uh, Kevin Smith was dating, was married to Rosario Dawson. <laughs> I think, Eric I'm pretty Andre. sure she's pregnant with his baby. With Eric Andre's baby? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, I wonder if Eric Andre is not an insane person. Oh, I think he's really normal. I've seen some good interviews where he's like, I've made a huge mistake by doing my live tours. <laughs> because, like, I wasn't at the Vancouver show. I didn't go and I heard... Did, like, a ranch yeah. chugging contest or something? Yeah, but, like, they were, like... He said he was, like, crowd surfing and, like, I like... People either were, like, sticking their fingers up his butt, or I'm pretty sure someone stuck a hot dog up his butt <laughs> as he was crowd surfing. Jesus. And he was like, you guys are too fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, this like, is a joke? <laughs> yeah. He was like, people literally think I'm mental, like, I have mental problems when they come see my show and think I'm that insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's funny. It's a comedy, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, He's hello. Yeah. <clears throat> don't stick your fingers in a stranger's please butthole. Please don't stick your strangers, your strangers in a finger's butthole. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll live by both those adages. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why you had only your 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 room is quite empty, but there's just two posters. <laughs> yeah. So one of a butt with a finger going towards it, and a big X. Yeah, huge X. Yeah, <laughs> the other is. I, no, okay. It's got like a finger, and the finger has a butt. And there's people, <laughs> I assume strangers, but they're just kind of like angry looking people. <laughs> they're just getting way too close. To <laughs> way too close to the finger butt. Oh, thank you. No to yeah. both of those. <laughs> Love what you've done with the place, Chris. <laughs> I gotta let every guest know the rules. <laughs> 
Once you know me, that's when you can put your fingers in my butt. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll post an image of this on my Twitter, folks, <laughs> at Mr. Matty Pie. Yeah, no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh. Always got your finger on the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> or the butthole. <laughs> it's the strongest place to feel the pulse. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Little known <laughs> anatomical fact. Bum, bum, so we get our fear and respect the escalator discussion. It was pretty. It was funnier to me back in the day. Yeah, but then it's just they, like, why are you so up in arms? And they this call case? back to it way too hard, yeah. and it's yeah, it like gets less and less funny. Trish as a character, unnecessary addition. What the fuck is this? They thought they were doing like a funny teen sex comedy thing, and it's like, nope. No, this is illegal. Yeah. Um, and you're trying. You're you're like making fun of like statutory, statutory rape. rape. <laughs> Jinx. Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's not often a thing you get to say in unison. <laughs> statutory rape. <laughs> like the tone was great on that too. <laughs> Ooh boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, this character's unnecessary. There's not a joke really being made about this. It was like Yeah, it's just like it's just weird. And it's it, just like I wish ah yeah. yeah. It's a convenient way to put Ben Affleck in prison at the end, which I don't even think is a necessary thing. Yeah. Um yeah, because it's not like he's she's gonna marry Ben. It's not like getting Ben Affleck out of the picture is gonna get you the girl. That's not the point. Yeah, it's like they're on a first date while he's on his break at the mall, and he's not a good dude. Yeah, he is an ostensibly terrible man who makes it obvious he's terrible. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, but uh, I mean, to be fair, everyone wants Mister Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Love that line. <laughs> But uh, the comic shop didn't tell Brody that, that Stan Lee was coming because he's such a dingbat, which I did like that the mall is like, this guy's a notorious psycho. Yeah. But um, how would he not know that? Eh, you know, man. I'd be a little it's, nitpicky. Yeah, it's like, I just didn't like the movie, and now I'm yeah. just like, yeah, this part, fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> now it's hard not to do that, though, because yeah. you're like, it is dumb. It's like, <laughs> this dude is the biggest nerd of all time, and had no idea Stanley was coming. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's not a poster okay, okay, around no. town? Come on. Yeah, check Facebook. It's 1995, <laughs> yeah. idiot. Check your beeper, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't you get the facts? <laughs> yeah. Did your Tamagotchi tell you? Oh, and then we get Silent Bob playing Batman. Head through another wall. Yeah. <laughs> That's another great one. I love the swing past. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, schematics for all their, um, like the blueprints for all their um, troublemaking. My favorite Probably my favorite part of the movie. Drawn by Scott Mosher. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Good to see Scott back in yeah. action. It reminded me of the drawings in Home Alone where he's like, this is my plan for setting traps. Yeah. It's just that good-hearted <laughs> childish. And I loved how it was just Jay, like, like Silent Bob was doing all the work, <laughs> and then Jay was just like, and then I'm going to come in and yeah. grab it. I'm going to give you quarters to put in the sock, and then you're going to do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Just drops that sock full of quarters and sand. He's like, 
a sock full of quarters. <laughs> I'd be like, ugh, gross Jay's sock Jay's. in my hand. Yeah. I'd maybe rather get stick palmed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, find out Affleck's after Brody's ex's booty. Yeah. And then they have their elevator fight sex. <laughs> I don't even know. That's yeah. like, I get what you were going for, but you didn't achieve it. But I did like the ongoing gag afterwards of people being like, you're glowing. <laughs> it's like, I'm not fucking glowing. It's like, I, I like that vibe because it's like, I've de- that's a real phenomenon for sure where it's like, you see someone and they're like, Something's up. Yeah, you're more confident. You're just you're you're doing yeah. you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, like someone in the past week at our mutual place of work, like hadn't seen me since I shaved my mustache, and was like, "You're done. You've done something different, and you're looking great right now." I was like, <laughs> "Did you cut your hair?" And I was like, "That's not it." Yeah. And I was like, "Shave mustache, look like a new man." <laughs> you certainly look like yeah. a new man. <laughs> It's weird that they couldn't put their finger on it, though. I think yeah. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. She was like, you cut your hair, right? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. It's like, <laughs> like, I cut my own hair, but far too infrequently. <laughs> and I guess, yes, my mustache was my hair, and I did cut it. Yeah, so, so, I mean, guilty as charged. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> ah, drop, drop that hotline. Drop, drop that wonderful John C. Riley line. Yeah. Dude Cox, <laughs> guilty as charged. Well, guilty. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, oh my god, this was the worst song in the movie for me when they were hooking up, actually. There's a pop-punk cover of Build Me Up Buttercup. I just about threw up. Yeah. (laughs) That's a song I love and has real emotional Mm. power to it. It truly does. I know this is the one part of of Brock's musical taste I just can never understand, and that's just like pop-punk covers of just like classics. Don't stop touching them. Stop yeah. touching them. I don't mind a pop punk cover of a not classic. That's got a certain like a yeah. Yeah. That's got like the opposite of a Richard Cheese vibe too. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you're it's a, like yeah, it is the perfect opposite of that where it's like you're taking something that is highfalutin and making it low class and whereas like or Richard Cheese is taking some, the most low class thing and making it into like a Sinatra track. Yeah. Um but yeah, he was like, oh, I'd look the same if I slept with anyone in that elevator. Present company excluded, because it's just him and his buddy. It's like, ha, 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 ha. It's the 90s. Get it? Like, slight, somehow it's classier than No Homo, which is like the modern yeah. equivalent. But, but even then, not, it's just like... The yeah. sentiment is the same. I get the era and all that, but it's just like, you hear... like. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not crying. Like any, yeah. any anything that's just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gay or yeah. anything. I know exactly. And then uh, <laughs> T S accidentally tit punches Joey, and she punches him in the balls. Yeah, it's like there's not a lot of movies that focus on the pain of a tit punch. I think there have been ladies in my life who have expressed like, whoa, ah, yeah. fuck. I mean, it hurt. I've had people say it's like the latest equivalent of a man's balls. No way. No way, Jose. It's like, if you get punched in the tit like that, pain doesn't travel to different parts of your body. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Where it's just like, if if you get punched there, and yeah, and and the pain is experienced elsewhere, that's pretty... Yeah, it's like a hit in the balls, that'll like... 
guide up into your stomach into a place that there are no organs, but it's just reserved to feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, a, I could throw up, but uh, instead I'll just dry heave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is where we get introduced, introduced, <laughs> introduced to... Uh, <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi, Mark. Just <laughs> devolving into Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, T.S. Uh, goes to talk to Michael Rooker, the Brandy's dad. Creepy... Shock of pretzel eating mother yeah. lover. And this is the scene where I was like, his acting is Freddie Prince Jr. level terrible because he walks up as Rooker, like steps through the stage, and he's like, I'm saying my line that I say when I enter this scene. And he's still clearly talking to the other actor, like finishing up their interaction. And like, he's standing there, says the line again. Rooker continues to finish the like little improv dialogue with the other guy. And then he says his line again, and it's like, posturing like I'm a stage actor and now it's my time to say my line and I'm acting and it's like <laughs> dude like even his posture that he takes is like so unnatural that it's like yeah it was very actor he was schmacting that's the best way I can that's describe the best it. way yeah I mean, I mean like I wonder if they tried to get his twin brother <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised it was being shot during the same time as Days Confused yeah because they were filming in the same city at the same time as Fargo. Yeah. Coen brothers were shooting up the street from them. Which, like, the Coen brothers weirdly do that often. Like, they were filming uh, No Country for Old Men at the same time as There Will Be Blood. Oh. So close that when they were shooting one of their, like... Uh, shots in the desert one of their shots was ruined by them igniting the oil derrick for the flaming oil derrick and there will be oh, blood oh I wish they kept that in that would have been so cool yeah they would have been like what the fuck is that yeah. like, <laughs> it's like uh there's supposed to be no one in this desert yeah yeah I heard that one scene in No Country for Old Men was ruined where they had Javier Bardem's character chug an entire milkshake yeah yeah there will be blood certainly ruined that yeah it's like oh gotta yeah. cut that Daniel Day-Lewis came to set and slapped him around, pushed yeah. his face in the mud. It's <laughs> <was> not pretty. <laughs> you and your little dog. Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> Call it. <laughs> Nothing. Call it. <laughs> it's almost too coherent to be out here. But <laughs> Call it. That's the only line I remember from his yeah. character. Call it. That's a, that's pretty much. He says like two things. <laughs> what a what a performance! All right, let's. Uh, where are we? Is we? he deadly compared to what? The bubonic plague. <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> the bubonic plague compared to what? <laughs> Woody Harrelson playing Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that's his best role. Yeah, <laughs> hope he plays him again. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Rooker's assistant in this, the ding-dong with the Caesar haircut, yeah. Scott Mosier, once again. There we are, Scott. That He's back, chameleon. baby. He's back. Can't keep a good producer down. <laughs> Better than ever. Um, and then we hear a story about Rick Darris sleeping with Joey, dressed as Smoking the Bandit. Didn't I look just like Burt Reynolds? Except for the mustache. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> One of the few. But she was like, yeah, this movie, I think the quick fix would be 
don't focus on the guys, make the girls the main characters, because their scenes were all working. Like, and they're so much more interesting, and they're so much more, they're just so much smarter in, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just so much more aware and in control, and these guys are just like, and, and it's like the things they say to the guys are like some great deep cutting lines, but yeah. unfortunately it's like, the main perspective we see is these dipshit dudes, whereas like even in Clerks, it's like, it's similar that we have these dipshit dudes as the main characters, but it's clear to see that their opinions are wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's more clearly spelled out in between the lines, but um, uh, Brody drops the, our relationship was like, trying to fall asleep, but you don't know where to put your arm. Yeah, and it's another attempt at just like some nonchalant dialogue that ends up... Um, Feeling pointed. very ham-fisted. But this is ham-fist for sure. Whereas, like, Kevin Smith is, especially the silent Bob lines are prime examples of, yeah. like, saying something really simple that cuts to the core of the movie. And this was just like, <clears throat> that worked. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it uh, didn't work as well. <laughs> so Brody gets whooped by Ben Affleck because he has no respect for people, no shopping agenda, and he reveals his secret master plan... Just put it in the butt. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep, that is such a, like, it's, once again, it's like, oh no, there's nothing more evil than a dude who likes anal. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Anal, that would be a much, a much more sinister Austin Powers villain. Yeah. Austin Doctor. Powers for <laughs> Scott Anal. (laughs) I would play in a band named Scott Anal. It's got to be a punk band. For sure. Almost has to be Ska. So then they see Brody beat up Jane Silent Bob are like, that was the Easter Bunny? Let's go fuck him up. And then Joey, such a classic 90s babe, she's cheering him up and she's like, Okay, bye, boys. Peace out. And then they talk about the stink palm. Once again, a joke that goes on way longer than it should have. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God, stop. Yeah, it's like you don't need to call back stink palm like seven times. Yeah. But yeah, he really gets his hands all over Michael Rooker. And yeah, he just makes hot, nasty love to those pretzels. Oh, I hated how melty they were. Yeah, and like, if anyone put chocolate in my hand and smeared it from my, like the middle finger all the way down to the base of my palm, I would throw that in the garbage. Yeah. I would go wash my hands. Wash my hands and be like, hey, neighbor, what are you doing that like, for? That's I would have loved to reach one out of that bag, but instead you decide to smear one in my hand. <laughs> it's like... Fuck off. That's yeah. gross. That was... Oh, I, uh, really didn't like that scene. Yeah. So, uh, they are getting arrested by her dad at this point. Ben Affleck's busy slapping his ex's booty every chance he gets. <laughs> and But as they're getting carried away, uh, Jason Lee yells to his old girlfriend, like, Get safe, James on the bar! And she's like, Ah, oh, fine. I'll help you out. Yeah. And uh, she, like, goes to see... Or she passes by a dude, like, trying to figure out the um, seeing eye picture. And Jan and Bob are fucking with him. And she's like, quick, go help out my BF. 
And then he turns to her and is like, and like she snaps him out of his focus and he's like, Brenda? And she's like, fuck you. Because Brenda was her character on 90210. So she's like getting offended that he thinks she looks like her. That's and I was like, funny. that works. Yeah, okay. We'll but it's you. like, who is who watched 90210? I fucking didn't. I was like three years old at the yeah. time. Like, it's like I know this because I'm a fun fact fiend (laughs) (laughs) but that's like there's no other way I would have gotten that can't get enough of these fun facts Mm -hmm. I'm overflowing (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, Jay and Silent Bob sort of distract the cops so they can get away Jay or Silent Bob is trying to pull out everything to escape pulls out a vibrating little finger <laughs> that was gross <laughs> uh, then he pulls out a full man blow up doll a grappling gun gags 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 finally escape a shout out to Batman which I did with Josh from our band where did he get these wonderful toys <laughs> it's a Jack Nicholson line it's a classic wasted once again in this movie <laughs> um, so they go to the dirt mall which I did love the vibe of this dirt mall I was yeah. like fuck I love flea markets yeah it, it really felt like a good yeah. flea market and he's like people know me here and I was like I know there's a couple dudes that would recognize me at the Vancouver flea market yeah. so I'm like it's a couple of old school video game boys especially yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Oops. Weird subsect to get deep in. <laughs> the flea market seller. But, uh, yeah, I liked when they were talking about Brody punching a grandma for calling him low class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. But then the topless fortune teller is once again, it's like, oh, sorry, if you forgot, this is a movie for 13 year olds. Right back into the trenches. Oh, yeah. At 13, I would have loved to see yeah. boobs. Yeah, you uh, kid, you're kidding me. It's like, oh, she, them. she's got an extra nipple. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the third boob from a movie that happened ten years before this, but it's less interesting and less funny. I don't know like, what you're talking about, man. I'm total, pretty sure. Total Recall. That ah, <laughs> listen, I don't think so. I think this is this is the third nipple. Mm-hmm. That was a third uh, boob. Yeah, this so, is surreal. Comedy. This is different. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this scene... Oh, I'm glad I could finally drop that accent. Yeah. I At first, I was like, is this accent for real? I forgot that she dropped it, and I was yeah. like, please. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fuck us. She said, focus, not fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> Although Austin Powers did do a similar... Yeah. Fook me. The, oh, yeah, and I definitely gave that movie shit for that. Yeah. So, like, this... Here goes your mother with that mouth. Yeah, it's like, fuck. Fook you, Mike Myers. I love (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) I love some low-hanging fruit, but it's like, you can aim a little higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, you can't find fruit underground, Mm -hmm. Michael. Exactly. It's like, you give me some of that Wayne's World 2 one-eyed man who they're talking about crossing the T's and dotting the... Lowercase J's. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's some real thought in that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that fucking tears me up. I'll take that to the grave with me. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, 
Brody is out once he sees the third nip, but T.S. is sold on her abilities as they peace out. She just eats that nip. She eats the nip. Like, I thought, like, that was a really well-done prosthetic nipple. Yeah? I we I would have been hard-pressed. We were trying to, to figure out which one it was. Yeah, I would have been hard-pressed to figure out the fake versus the real if I was just looking at the one. What if they were both fake? <laughs> Those nipples burned down years ago. <laughs> Those nipples. I haven't seen a nipple in <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> she never had nipples. It's <laughs> <laughs> classic Twilight Zone twist. <laughs> she, why did she have to eat it, Chris? Yeah. Why did she have to eat it? Why did she do that? Yeah, that was just like, a, it's like, you are working a shift in the context of this movie. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. It's like the nipple budget. You're burning through your $60 <laughs> on nipples every but, time. But T.S. learned his lesson, right? Mm-hmm. She told him everything he needed to do. Great. Um, I did love this scene with Stanley <laughs> when he's talking to Brody. Stanley was legit one of the best actors in this. Yeah. That's <laughs> saying... Not a whole lot, but yeah. But he was so. he was really like entertaining, charismatic. He was into it. He's like, oh yeah, that couple there reminds me of the issue of Spider Man number seventy four. Although Green Goblin showed up and pumpkin bombed the hell out of the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, like that was legit. Just like this warms my heart. I would have, uh, all, all those millions of dollars. I would trade it all in for one more night with. Yeah. <laughs> love of his life. Love of his life. Oh, yeah. Me and Mick Jagger had a competition going, the last time I checked in, way ahead. <laughs> like, that's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, if you've seen the newest John Mulaney stand-up, he was doing a great Mick Jagger impersonation. Nice. <laughs> Warmed my heart. I always appreciate that. <laughs> Just a young man pretend to be an old British man in leather pants. <laughs> Nothing beats it. Um... But uh, we cut to Jay ends up getting the two contestants high so they can't be on the show as they're playing Sublime Smoke Two Joints. That is where the soundtrack's at. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like, as someone who listened to... I'm going to reveal I listened to too much Sublime in my, <laughs> in my high school well, years. If you listen to any Sublime, you officially listen to too much yeah. Sublime. <laughs> oh, but I know... Besides, like oh, that's that's how I went. No, that's how deep no, I went. No way <laughs> yeah. <enough>. Sorry, <laughs> man. Boy. Yeah, but I was like, this is the level this movie's working on music wise. They were really stepped down for movie one. Yeah. Um, we made. Uh, okay, and Jay <laughs> drops the line where he's like, "Oh, like." You don't have to pay me for getting these dudes high. As long as you make your old lady say my name next time you're with her. Like, <laughs> that is the fu- most fucked up request I've ever heard. That's like beyond indecent proposal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll just give you $20 and we'll call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, 40 is that okay? Yeah, I'll pay you for the marijuana. Just never say that again. He's a lover, man. Mm-hmm. He's a lover. Passionate man. <laughs> but... Uh, Gil Hicks shows up, ever like Mosier gets punched out uh, as the assistant dude. So then, Brody and other dude have to be the other contestants because there's still Gil Hicks. Even though if there's one contestant, they can't do the fucking show. So 
There's no reason. But, oh, and Scott Mosher drops the line, you want the thunder? Well, like, here it comes, blah, blah, blah. He's quoting a line that uh, Kurt Russell says in Tombstone from 93, which Michael Rooker, Brandy, or, yeah, the girl's dad, appears in. And he's like, you want the thunder? Well, here it comes. He's like, Wyatt Earp, and he's giving a fucking crazy speech. And it is like, Tombstone is one of the greatest 90s action movies of all really? time. Like. It has every famous 90s leading man. Nice. And every character, every character who's on the screen for three minutes has a full story arc. That movie, I fucking love that shit. But this movie, I was like, how dare you evoke Tombstone? Let, let, let me guess. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm putting words in your mouth, but wasted on this movie was this line. <laughs> okay, okay. Glad we're on the same page so I was like, you have a dude from that movie and like, that's a movie that, like, that's up there in the pantheon of amazing, like, perfect action movies. Like, yeah. if you were to ask me what is a, what a 90s Western is by definition, it is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Kurt Russell with a big fucking mustache. Nice. God damn. You, you had me at Kurt Russell with a big fucking mustache. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I've already recommended Tombstone, but watch Tombstone. Okay. But, yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... But everything gets resolved, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah. Nah, uh, they... Yeah. Oh, they got stoned and knocked this dude out. So the cop takes away everyone else but them. They get on the show somehow... Michael Rooker's throwing up so he can't stop them for stop. no good reason. Well, because he's throwing up. Yeah. So I've thrown up. Them. That means you cannot do anything. I've, yeah. yeah. You're incapacitated. So he's, he, you can't tell whether he's puking from, uh, from the pretzels or uh, yeah. from, uh, from his daughter up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Skin I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, you're doing better than this movie is. <laughs> this movie isn't trying that hard. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I was like, this is a terrible climax. Where's the tension? Where's the stakes? Literally, all we get is ten minutes of talking with no music, and, like, it, it's just juvenile humor, and, like, yeah, where is the, like, there's no climax. Whereas even Clerks is... Like a lower scale than this, but it's like there is tension. There is like a ticking clock of like my girlfriend's coming back to see me and my ex is coming to see me and meet for this date. It's like there is something going on. Whereas this yeah. movie, it's like fuck this. It like have it. there's just twenty minutes of like what is going you have, on. You have Randy from My Name Is Earl who's fed up that he can't see the sailboat or the um, schooner. Yeah. Um, so, so he kicks the he kicks the scaffolding, yeah. which causes Silent Bob's uh, uh, force pull to to work. Yeah, which I was like, just let fucking Bob have the force. I don't need yeah. a movie long gag to lead up to this. Yeah, fuck. I was like, you could have just cut Ethan Suplee out of this movie and just given me Silent Bob has the force, and I accept. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. So he, he does that, he, he grabs it with his hand, he has a tape, um, and the tape was um, Ben Affleck, ben Affleck sleeping having, with a 15-year-old. Having, was it specifically anal sex with the 15-year-old? I, I think so, it was implied. And it's like, oh, okay, so, ha ha, busted. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was 36. <laughs> he gets taken to jail, I wish 
I wish they took the movie to jail. Mm-hmm. This movie is in movie jail. For this sure. movie's in movie jail, hundred <laughs> percent. And uh, so, what does what does Brody learn? Uh, at this point, yeah, T.S. just gets his girl back just because he berates her on television, and then Brody gets his girl back because she re, re he reveals that the the guy she was on a first date with likes anal and slept with a fifteen year old. Oh, Brody hates anal, so there you go. Um. That's mm-hmm. why you just don't do anal, folks. Mm-hmm. And you'll get the girl, I guess. That's the moral of yeah. mall rats. Moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a. Oh, he was so himself. He was so. He was so. Brody was so belligerent, but people loved it. Yeah. They was like, oh, I can't stay mad at you. Yeah. So it's like, don't ever change. Just, I did still laugh when, like, the porn, or, like, the sex tape was on the TV, and, like, Jay peeks up from behind the court- curtains, and he's like, this is one wacky game show. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, Jay. And then Silent Bob is like, oh, like, uh, Jay's like, whoa, you actually did it? And he's like, excitement, like, fame, a Jedi creeps not these things. So it's like... God damn it. There's that one line. You still got it, Silent B. Still got it, Silent B. And then we go out on Weezer. Hey, Suzanne by Weezer. I was like, wowzers. That's that's easily the best song in the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No competition. Yeah. None whatsoever. And then we get this weird, like, um, it's almost like Breakfast Club end credits where it's like, this is what they all went on to do. But it's like... They pick such an odd assortment of characters to focus on. It's like... I shut it off. Yeah. I didn't even... I can't even remember this. Yeah, it was like Jason Lee takes over The Tonight Show. Oh, no, I do remember And then she takes over as his band leader. I was like, did she play music? What the fuck? And then it's like, they got married on the Jaws ride. Oh. But then we we for some reason get Ben Affleck's closing story and the underage girl's closing story. I was like... Yeah, what, what was Ben Affleck's again? Uh, ben Affleck's prison story was, oh, now he gets fucked in prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like, weakest joke to ever be made. Chris, in... That was the worst part of the movie, yeah. wasn't it? And I shut it out of... Oh. Yeah. And then, but the one thing I did like is Jay and Silent Bob with a monkey, you're like fuck is this yeah 10 years later basically we find out what that means yeah oh i thought it was interesting that um that in clerks they said that jay and silent bob would return in dogma Mm, they it it said that at the end of clerks at the end of clerks weird that's crazy because like because they return in uh mall rats yeah because i definitely i feel like mall rats was not the game plan for Kevin Smith, but I think he was just like... It was a big studio. Yeah, it was like a big studio wants to give me a big budget to do whatever I want. I'll do, like, the big teen comedy of my generation. It was like... And it was so obvious that, like, the follow-up from Clerks should have been Chasing Amy. Yeah. And that is his greatest movie, I think, because of him, like, getting so ahead of himself with Mallrats that it was like... Okay, I made this movie that I put the cart in front of the horse where it's like Chasing Amy is like, that movie is the horse, fuck the cart, like we're not putting in shit that doesn't matter. Well, I guess I guess we'll find out, Chris. Mm-hmm. I, or, yeah. or so I hope it holds up that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
With that, we'll hop into some five-star reviews after a little bit of fun fact time. All right. So, uh, at the flea market, T.S. picks up a clerk's hat. And I remember that. Yeah, that say, was neat. Oh, shout out. Yeah, the, the universe is complete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a thing that happens a day after this. <laughs> um, so Shannon Doherty had a clause in her contract that she she could keep everything her character wore. So she came up with a plan that her character would wear everything she bought on her shopping trip that day, which is why she changes like three times. Oh, okay. And Kevin Smith is a huge Degrassi fan, which is why she's wearing the Degrassi jacket. And she was like, I don't even know what that means. And he was like, it's a great TV show. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, yeah, it was filmed in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right down the road from Fargo. Um, the And the essay that that Superman load blow and Nagamfo was based off of was called um, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. Ah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawnee Smith, an actress who is famous for being in Saw 2, 3, and 6, and she's credited as Redhead in Armageddon came in to audition for a role. According to Kevin Smith, she was extremely rude and made fun of the screenplay. After she left, the casting director, Don Phillips, apologized (laughs) for her behavior. And I think she went on to have a career that she deserved after that. Yeah, but uh, is is she the hero of this story? (laughs) I mean, Kevin Smith's writing, especially, like, the females have the best lines in this movie and are miles ahead of the dudes but at the same time it's like sorry if you're gonna make fun of the dudes that <laughs> the the dude that made clerks and yeah that's true some of the best t- it does seem tasteless to yeah. make fun in a in an audition yeah exactly I was more thinking like yeah this yeah. wasn't good, was it? Yeah, that's like coming into a fucking job interview and being like, man, this the shit this fucking company makes, though, man. It's such a joke. Oh, it's but such a joke. It's like, well, I hope you get a reputation as someone who acts like this, because fuck you. For that. <laughs> um, um, what else we got here? So during the Batman homage, uh, the belt attached to Kevin Smith uh, slipped, and the crane refused to start because someone had, like, shut it off. And the key couldn't be found. So, like, it almost resulted in Kevin Smith having a lethal fall from the crane. Whoa. Yeah. Would have been a terrible reason to die. Yeah, in Mallrats. It would have mm-hmm. been uh, Brandon Lee all over again. <sighs> Although the crow yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen the crow. Whoa. I know. Franchise to be, though. This is, like... If you are if you are ever on a '90s kick, you gotta visit the Crow yeah. because it's just like so. Oh, the villains! It seems like it's the most '90s. Like, just like I'm the, surprised Sam Raimi or Tim Burton didn't direct that. Yeah, well, it's just the 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 villain's voice is so deep that, that that's just like that makes it right it's there. It's like so impossibly deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Michael Rooker was originally trying to dye his hair gray for a better look, but then went bald, which is now his classic look. Uh, Universal wanted 
Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, or Chris Farley for the role of Brody Bruce, and they wanted Ethan Hawke to play T.S. Quint. Oh, yeah, first... <laughs> All I mean, of those would have been an insane so, movie. Yeah. Ethan Hawke would have fucking blown that away. Are you kidding me? I wish... I almost wish it was Ethan Hawke and Jason Lee, though. <laughs> yeah, I think, like... Jason Lee was good. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was just like it was a bad character, but... Yeah. but it's like, this was his first movie, and it's obvious well. why he became famous, because yeah. it's like he has a natural acting charisma. For sure, yeah. And, um... As they were uh, filming the exteriors for the mall, the production assistants would put, like, paper New Jersey license plates over all the cars, so it looked like it was in Jersey still. Yeah. But then a bunch of people, like, would end up driving off with these fake license plates. Yeah. (laughs) Became a bit of a problem in that town. It's like, whoa, you're getting pulled over for driving with a fake license plate. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Uh, It was just parked in a mall. (laughs) so, uh, the picture that Silent Bob goes through at the end of the Batman scene, where it looks like he's eating out the poster of a woman, that was actually Jason Lee's wife at the time. Yeah, she was on that poster. Uh, Car- Carmen Lou- or Llewellyn, yeah. Carmen Llewellyn. Yeah, Heather, Gra- Heather Graham auditioned for a role in the film, as did Reese Witherspoon, uh, or she actually had a meeting with the casting director of Kevin Smith and Scott Mosher, but Smith and Mosher did not enjoy the meeting and told her, told the casting director, "Don't bring her back around." Ooh. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to be yeah. to make a whole lot of great decisions around this movie. Did no, they? but like Joey Lauren Adams, like great find, and yeah. Jason Lee. It's like and Ben Affleck. It's like. Them taking all these people and putting them in a much better movie is like why Chasing Amy is so good. Yeah. I think it's just like them learning from fucking up so hard. Um, but originally, William Atherton, the reporter from Die Hard 1 and 2, uh, he was supposed to play uh, the dad of Brandy, yeah. Mr. Spanning, but uh, apparently... He thought the film was aimed at a too juvenile audience. Which... I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's... Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's talking Hit about. Hit that nail on the head. <laughs> uh, when Brody's trying to cut in line at the comic book store, he's being yelled at by the fanboy who, like, one fanboy is like, you're not getting in here, and the other guy's like, you tell him, Steve Dave! <laughs> like, the dude's name is Steve Dave. <laughs> so, the guy who yells that is Walter Flanagan, who played, like, the four roles in Clerks, yeah. and he's also one of the two leads on Comic Book Man, so it's like... They're like real life friends with Kevin Smith, who's cool. like Steve trying to force into famousness. <laughs> um, but it's actually a catchphrase they use on a as the title of a podcast that they do. So it's called "You Tell Him Steve Dave." It's <laughs> 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 uh, a fucking great title. <laughs> you tell him Steve Dave. Um, it's their uh, version of Mark Maron's Lock the Gates <laughs> um, but uh, it's the only film Kevin Smith made that he didn't edit himself although him and Scott Mosher did cut the like extended version on the 10 year anniversary DVD um, just what this movie needs mm-hmm. more of itself yeah. and Joey Lauren Adams plays Jeremy London's ex-girlfriend in this movie and she plays his identical twin brother, Jason London's girlfriend, in Dazed and Confused. Whoa! And also, Ben Affleck appears in both films. 
because he's like he's trying to whip everyone yeah. with a paddle. Yeah, it's like a weird link later, um, like crossover. But Kevin Smith has been quoted as saying he was inspired to make Clerks after seeing Slacker, Linklater's first movie, which oh, yeah. is basically like live action instead of rotoscoped Waking Life. It's mm-hmm. like Waking Life is almost like a direct sequel, where like in the opening of Slacker, they're talking about like. What if, like, instead of, like, getting picked up by you while I was waiting at this bus stop, I waited here and, like, like hitchhiked with someone and she turned out to be the love of my life and, like, everything went differently. So basically, like, uh, like Slacker is, like, what if he zigged and Waking Life is, like, what if he zagged? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's, like, oh, the same that. movie but different. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's... A little, yeah. That's really cool. Love that sort of shit. <laughs> yeah. um, John Landis, the director, was going to make a cameo as an irate customer, but he was written out at the last minute. This was directed by John Landis? Uh, he was going to appear in a cameo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you... Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. That would have been fucking crazy. <laughs> um, uh, so, Joey and Lauren Adams was originally going to be, be playing Renee Mosier, uh, which is the part that Shen Doherty got. She had been promised the role. But, um, yeah, but because she was dating Kevin Smith. And originally Brian O'Halloran from Clerks was uh, going to play T.S. Quint, but oh. then they hired him to play Gil Hicks instead. Yeah, he is not a T.S. He is not a cool high school kid. Yeah. Steve Zahn auditioned for Brody Bruce. <laughs> and Brody Bruce is a double shout-out to one of Kevin Smith's favorite movies, Jaws, because the shark's Bruce. nickname was Bruce, yeah. and it's Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Brody. Oh, nice. Yeah, Chief Brody. Brody Bruce. Yeah, so, and even, like, there's Jaws shout-outs in most of his movies, like yeah. The Chip and Clerks. I'm yeah, a uh, couple Jaws shout-outs. Shout-out mm-hmm. to Jaws. Yeah, and and they don't get enough shout-outs. Outs. They use the Jaws music in one of his other movies, and it's like, of course, all the Jaws ride shit in this one. It's probably um, Jane's on the Bob Strike Back that they use the Jaws music, I would assume. Oh, I, most likely. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt tried out for Trisha's part. Uh, Parker Posey was considered for Gwen. Alyssa Milano also ad- auditioned for Renee. Jenny McCarthy auditioned for Renee Mosher and Brandy Svenning. Thank God she didn't make it in. <laughs> um, Henry Thomas was a finalist for the role of T.S. Quint. And you might know him better as Elliot from E.T. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that would have been but weird. Seeing that, I realized I saw him in a movie recently. He's a priest in the sequel to Ouija. Or either, either the sequel to Ouija or the sequel to Annabelle. I yeah. think it's Ouija, though. And I was like, why is this guy like a really warm, inviting presence in this movie? And he pray, plays like a priest who's like, I don't really believe that there's supernatural shit going on. <laughs> but I was like, Ooh. But yeah, he, I was like, he would have been fucking great as T.S. actually. Like, yeah, he's a, he's got a good vibe. I feel like... the. Other twin would have been really good as T.S., though. Yeah. He's a a legit actor. This guy was just phoning it in. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was considered for Brody, and Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for T.S. Yeah. Imagine this movie with Wahlberg and DiCaprio. (laughs) 
how bad could it get? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been even worse, I think. But, uh, yeah, that tombstone line was uh, actually, you called down the thunder, now you got it! <laughs> it's just <laughs> Kurt Russell screaming in the thunder. Nice. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Stan Lee didn't want to be in the movie. He felt the dialogue wasn't indicative to things he would say. And Kevin Smith was like, oh, it's just pretend. And Stanley's response was, okay, spider friend. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, March of 2015, Kevin Smith confirmed that Mallrats 2 was being written and was going to start shooting in the summer of 2016. He announced that it was going to happen ahead of Clerks 3, which he was going to... He's prepping both of those at the same time. From April 2015 to July 2016, Smith started announcing sequels. He was posting pictures with him and everyone from the cast, one by one being like, I've locked Joey Lauren Adams. I've locked T.S. I've locked... Like, he went through everyone, except we never saw Ben Affleck. They apparently had a falling out over Jen Garner, even though Kevin Smith is like a side character in one of her movies I think he did that as like a friendship thing but I think she was like fuck this Kevin Smith dude and then Ben Affleck was like sorry dude I'm too good for you now and so that's yeah yeah it's really shitty because Ben Affleck and him like that's some of the finest work Ben Affleck's done I think yeah <laughs> and like I feel like it's the reason he's in some of my favorite performances like him and fucking Extract it's like the best Ben Affleck, and that is total, like, that wouldn't exist without his Kevin Smith work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they were, like, announcing casting and, like, production details, and then it got changed from a movie into it's going to be a limited ten-episode series, but then it ended up being dead in the water, um, like, the lawyers and stuff who were like, oh, yeah, you can totally do this, like, you should be fine with this. Failed to mention that, I'm going to hop into a Kevin Smith quote here. Apparently in the history of this company, Universal, they've never released a catalog title. That means, you, you know, like, basically they've never given anyone rights to make a movie that they own in the history of the company. Mm. So there's no version where they, like, just give you the title and you pay to make the movie and you go off and make the movie. Like, that's exactly how Super Troopers 2 happened. They were like, you raise the money, we'll distribute it because we don't know that anyone wants to see this movie. Yeah. Um, but they, like, Universal will never do that. So they've never, yeah... They own it. Once they own it, they own it. It's theirs. And that would break policy and precedent <laughs> for them to go take this movie and do what you want with it. So they basically killed it, and all plans of doing Clerks 3 were killed by, quote-unquote, one of the three four lead... Or sorry, one of the three out of four main leads vetoed it, basically being, being like, I refuse to do this. Everyone thinks that it's Jeff Anderson because he was, like, he had a falling out previously with Kevin Smith. Originally, like, there was never even going to be a Clerks 2, but yeah. he got really talked into that one after a lot of time. They bridged the gap, and he was in Zack and Miri make a porno. Yeah. But then, like, I think they've had a further falling out, or he was basically just like, fuck you, like, I don't want to do this. Even though, like, I think Rosario Dawson, um, Brian O'Halloran, and... 
presumably Kevin Smith's wife would be the fourth lead or the religious nerdy dude. Yeah. But I think all of them were on board except him. That's a shame. Yeah. So it's like there is a fully written script that was ready to be made like two years ago for Mallrats, the TV series, and it would have been Die Hard in a Mall. Yeah, it, it would have just been like terrorists take over the mall and they're all in it. And it would have been called Mall Brats because it would be about the next generation. Oh. <laughs> so it probably would have been like Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, <laughs> judging by his current movie slate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all dry on fun facts. Oh, some fun. So those are some fun facts, but... Uh... Fun movie. Yeah, fun movie to shit on, but, I mean, sorry, to paraphrase, Triumph the Insult comic dog, it's a fun movie to poop on. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, what do you rate this turkey? I'm going to give it two. Yeah. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I just have a lot of problems with it, but it had enough gags where I was like ah okay it's fine to not because to me if, if I give it a one then there are going to be things that are worse than it that won't belong at the same level so I'm going to go with two two is bad yeah I, I feel like I'm going to hop in with the same rating as you again and drop a solid two on it because <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping a deuce on it <laughs> I'm telling you that Oh, that's probably been done so many times, but it's, I loved it. Yeah. That and it's not a schooner. I'm on a roll with sin and crazy I'm shit. Drop a solid two on it. Yeah. Yeah. No solid loaves in those deep pants. But yeah. This movie, it is hands down, far and away, the worst Kevin Smith it's movie. It's the worst Kevin Smith in my, And, like, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen all of his new ones. I've seen Tusk. I've seen Zack and Mary. I've seen his horror flick. I have not seen the one with Nazi sausages in it. <laughs> but, like, I still think, despite that, this will always be my least favorite. Um, yeah. It's got less going on, some terrible performances. There is, like, still... Just the hints of, like, I know Kevin Smith is in here. Like, <laughs> like, just wake him up. He's like, this is like Kevin Smith is in a fucking coma and we're having a fever dream yeah. of, like... Oh. It's just like a... Yeah. And it's just like They've a... They've taken Kevin Smith's brainwaves and made a movie out of it. Yeah, and it's, like, just a misdiagnosis of, like, him being like, oh, I know what my strongest features are from yep. people telling me what they liked about Clerks. And it's like... You are great with dialogue. You're great at writing, like, shitty dudes and, like, oddly powerful women. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, yeah, this movie just sort of, like, throws away all the goodwill that he earned on Clerks. He almost burns it. It's like, Clerks is just such a potent experience that watching, especially in quick succession, it's like, man, this is a special movie and there's a reason this fucker got famous for years. Yep. And can direct to this day based on that. But it's yeah, he, like, can, he can keep telling dumb stories. But if his career ended with Mallrats, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this movie would end a fucking career. It's, yes. It's garbage. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the quintessential too, I think. It's like, there is a bit of laughs, a bit of fun. Some actors are bringing some love to a thankless role. Yeah. But then there's people like T.S. is just like, what are you doing in here? What the fuck is this? 
Like, and Kevin Smith has no business making, um, like, he should make broad comedies. Like, Jane Silent Bob is a fucking straight-on comedy, but this was him trying to do that before he knew how to. Yeah, while still trying to be, like, cheeky about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a big miss for me. Exactly. And it's like, you can write ongoing gags that actually have a bit of humor to them instead of, like, the focus being on the fact that it's ongoing. Yeah, you know? Like, he, he wrote, like, he figured out the last scene. It was just like, okay, how are we going to make it all come together? Yeah. It's like, oh. And I can't stress how fucking just boring the climax is in this. It's just uninteresting. Yeah, I hardly remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Malarkey. But, uh, Malarkey. Yeah, glad we pushed through this. Glad I got to watch Clerks for yeah. this. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I watched Clerks second. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> when you told me you watched Mallrats first, I was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, Chris, sorry, I can't make it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I came down with a case of I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I died. I might be dead for a little bit. Oh, and with that, I think we'll have to hand it off to a fella by the name of Chris Johnson for the uh, little outro on this puppy. Thank you for coming out, Matt. It's hey, thanks a, for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Listen to a little band called Chica if you want to hear these two boys lay down some music. I'm sure there'll be some links when this drops. <laughs> you know what? There might even be... Um... Some kisses. Oh, I think there is 100% going to be a music video out by this, mm -hmm. or like the world's ended. <laughs> so, yeah, take a little peek in those show notes and listen to that fella named CJ. Peace. Ooh, that's going to be it for this week, folks. But don't you worry, I will return next episode to talk about Point Break, baby. Ooh, can't wait to dip my toes into a little more Keanus. I think we've only done the Matrix on the pod so far, and I love that boy. I love that boy. <laughs> and if you dug the show, I'll remind you you can like, subscribe, or comment on your app of choice. Uh, every little bit helps. So if you could give the pod a little share on Twitter at Mr. Franchise Pod, Instagram at Shore Loser, or on all your favorite podcasting apps at Mr. Franchise That'd be lovely. As for this week's recommendation, it comes in the form of the 1990 Stephen King adaptation Graveyard Shift. Very little to do with mall rats other than being a cheeseball flick. But uh, yeah, I watched this recently and it was kind of a, I can't believe I missed this in the 90s because it's right up my alley. It's got a real low Rotten Tomatoes score, but don't let that throw you off. I think people just weren't uh, weren't meeting this movie on its level, as it were. But uh, yeah, great cast, uh, starring David Andrews. You'd recognize that dude, and Stephen Mocked, who I just found out was almost fucking Captain Picard. And if you watch this movie, you'll be like, "Ooh, no, 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 no! He's just like a douche in this flick." But uh, it's also got Andrew Dividoff, the Wishmaster himself, and my boy Brad Dourif. So if you like a bunch of classic character actors, a good cheesy Stephen King story. I don't want to give away too much, but these people have to work a special graveyard shift cleaning out the basement of this factory. And they may not be alone down there. Bum, bum, bum. But... 
I won't keep you any longer. It's been lovely chatting with you as always, folks. Until next week. Peace out. came in and read, this is what put you above everybody else. There's a line that's not even in the movie anymore. It's in the cut sequences, uh, like all the cut footage on the DVD if you see it. But uh, at one point, Brody has to say the term black mass. And he's talking about like, oh, I saw my neighbors had a black mass. And that's how you say black mass. Jason Lee, when he read it, he would be like, black mass. <laughs> and he held out his A's, and every time, you know, everyone comes through on auditions, and you're reading along with them. Sometimes you're looking at them and stuff. Sometimes you're looking down to read the next line. And all of a sudden, I hear him going, black mass, and I snapped up, because I was like, that's different. That was terrible. Yeah. No, it's not, that it was <laughs> it's not that it was terrible. It was different. Like, we developed a way to communicate with one another um, in directing that was, if, uh, some people will be like, it's ridiculous, it's ludicrous, but it really worked for us. If you watch Mallrats, there's points where Jason does kind of lyrical dialogue. Uh, one is like, it's not a mall, it's the mall, show some respect. Oh, a small price to pay for the smiting? Of one's enemies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, in that order to- That became the Brody. That became the, the Brody. Brody. And in yeah. order to get there, I was trying to explain like the, how you were climbing and then descending, because he did it in real life, and I picked it up one day, I was like, do that, do that thing you do. And he's like, what thing? And I was like, this thing, do like this, where I was like, smiting of one's enemies. And yeah. he's like, what is that? And I was like, this? <laughs> this is how you should talk. Uh, it was real, it was magical.